ThinkWell Shift is a behavior change company that specializes in resource conservation. Located in Halifax, Nova Scotia, they create strategies and programs that encourage people to make lasting changes in their daily lives to conserve resources such as water, energy, and waste. Today's podcast is Ruvi Mogera, the director of projects with ThinkWell Shift, who is creating change through choice. Join me next. Hi, Ruby. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Maria. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I know. Like, this is, it's just fantastic how I was reading about your company and you're doing a lot of amazing things around behavioral change. And that's where mm-hmm. it all starts. And tell us, you know, about your commitment to conservation at, at uh, Think Well Shift. Sure. So Think Well Shift, like you said, is a behavior change organization that not We are in resource conservation, energy efficiency mostly, but we like to, what our motto is making change through choice, which is basically giving people some control over their sustainable habits. It seems like, you know, sustainability is the trend right now. It's been the trend for a little bit. And a lot of people don't know where to even begin. They feel like they don't have control because I've, we talk to people who are like, well, what am I supposed to do when the big organizations are the ones who are doing the most pollution and affecting the climate change and stuff? So people are a little more hesitant about just diving in when they don't have enough information. So we now give people information and we break it down to a point that a regular person like you and I can understand, not like the engineers or like, you know, like anything high level, like break it down so they can just understand basic things they can do to be more sustainable and we give them the choice we're like listen we know you know like it's it seems like it's a lot there's so much going on there's so much information being given to you but let's try something as simple as small behaviors that anyone can do like turning off lights when you leave a room taking a shorter shower you know turning off the faucet when you brush your teeth while you're just brushing your teeth simple things that they can control right and then from there we build into bigger, bigger behavior things and then jump into like things that cost money because most people don't want to jump into spending money right away, right? Like, you know, nobody wants to spend $2,000, $4,000 right away. But if you give them the small steps, the things they can definitely do on their own that are simple. And then once they are happy with that and we celebrate with them, we're like, oh my gosh, you're doing all these things already. That's exciting and excellent. All right. Awesome. You're, you've got all this. Your house is energy efficient. You've got insulation in your house. Well, have you ever considered, you know, po- potentially switching from oil heating to something right. else? Because these are big spenders and people yeah. are always hesitant to just spend this money without information. If all they hear is, oh, it's, it's better for the environment. Yeah, but is it good for my pocket, though? Right. So we're giving people choice. And it's those small steps that add up, you know, exactly. like you just said. I'm curious, what led you down to this career path of of resource education and what led you to here? Honestly, it's such a funny story. I just, like I always say, I stumbled into energy efficiency. That was, that's literally my phrase. I didn't know anything about it. 
than when I joined. I had no idea what it was. Like I, I used to hear the buzzwords and I'd be like, oh, there's something around sustainability, environmental education, energy efficiency, but I had no history on it. And so when I had my son, which would have been 2017, he was born really early and it was just such a traumatic experience, him being in the NICU. And so I knew I just needed a kind of job that would let me be able to just like literally leave the office and go deal with my son. Um, when we were leaving the NICU and we're leaving the IWK, they did say he would need a lot of care. And so I just knew that I couldn't have a career that would get me stuck, let's say, in a lab. Because prior to that, I used to work in like labs and I used to do um, working with adults with intellectual disability. And you can't just leave, you know, the, the house when you're taking care of someone. So I knew that I needed something that was a little more flexible. And so I applied for uh, a job with Think Well Shift at that time, which was an entry level job. And it was just more around talking to kids about energy efficiency. And I was like, I like working with kids. Prior to that, I had worked with the YMCA after school program. So I knew what it was like to be around kids and like, you know, play with them and stuff. So I was like, I could do that. And I applied for it and I got it. And that's how I ended up in this career. My background is environment. Like it's not even environmental education. I did bio and psychology in my undergrad. So I'm more of a like a people person than environmental education. That is that is really interesting because so many people in this profession are engineers or they're they have a technical science type background, mathematical that type of thing. But there is a there is an industry for in this sector for people like us who, you know, because people need to be educated, people need to learn. And you don't have to have a science degree or an engineering degree to do it. So that's great to hear. So what uh, what advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about getting into this industry? Uh, you know, who's who's not, you know, uh, scientifically inclined as much? I would say whatever your interests are, they fit into this industry. There is so much potential in, you know, like sustainability, whether it's uh, resource conservation, whether it's energy efficiency, whether it's like architecture, whatever you can think of, we have it on the side of the sustainability side. And it's pretty cool because I, um, when I talk to people about like green careers, for example, we talk about what are your interests? What do you like to do? If you like being outdoors, have you ever considered something that's in sustainability with outdoor? Like you could be a horticulturalist, for example. Um, if you like computers have you ever considered like ma making things that are like the future like you know so maybe like a like you know like how this google homes i'm always like if you're like really into things like that maybe you can create something that reminds people hey don't forget to turn off the lights or whatever you know yeah. there's now like smart thermostats stuff like that so any anything you are interested in can somehow fit into this this world great to hear think we'll shift you do a lot of work within schools and with mm -hmm. school children talking to youth. And how's that been? How's, how's that been working out as you educate them to climate change? It's pretty awesome. Kids are fantastic. Kids have a whole different perspective on life that I wish adults could just keep. Like, you know, I, I remember being a child and just being excited about everything. And then, you know, as you age and adulthood kicks in and all the stresses of adulthood kick in, we like let go of that like childlike free spirit and you know we get we get tainted right but kids are just so free and so speaking to them about such important topics 
is necessary because they get it. I wish someone had talked to me about stuff like this when I was younger, because then I would have made very different choices in my, you know, as I was like in my teens and my young adult life. But I didn't know any better. So, you know, imagine well, how many yeah. people could have known. Right. Well, their enthusiasm is contagious. Exactly. Well. They take it yeah. home to their parents or their, you know, people in their families and, and they share what they just learned. And they've got that enthusiasm that, you know, okay. teach Kids have a lot to teach people. <laughs> they exactly. Really yeah. Yeah. So be, behavioral change, it's, okay. it's all about that. And, and I guess there's some sort of science behind that. But what does behavioral change look like in terms of making that shift? It's like I mentioned a little earlier, it's, it's all about giving them a small step at a time and like giving people gradual growth. You don't want to just dump all this information onto someone. It's too much. Like we're the world is so like I say it all the time to all my friends and coworkers. Like we now live in a world that has way too much information. Literally at the click of a button, you have all this information. There's Wikipedia, there's Google, there's all this stuff that's just throwing information at you. You turn on the TV, on the news, there's more information being thrown at you. And there's just like... um like an overload of information for people. So when we are trying to like give people that behavior change around sustainability, we don't want to overload them with information around it. Like we're not giving them the like, you know, high grade star level of this is where you need to be right away. We're not talking about any of that, right? We're starting right at the bottom. Like I said about like, okay, do you take shorter showers? Have you ever considered it? And then we give them other facts they wouldn't know things like oh did you know that if you were boiling water if you put the lid on the pot it actually boils the water faster meaning that you reduce the amount of time that your stove is on and all this really stuff. i like, never knew that yeah i know it's a pretty interesting <laughs> fact <laughs> but we give that to people so that they can start gradually learning more and more and more and be more receptive to this information because if you give them overload that's just like someone's gonna check out like eventually yeah. they're going to be like, I, this is too much for me. That's not for me. And also yeah. we live in a microwave society. That's like, everything has to be done right now. So people kind of like freak out when it's like, oh my gosh, you telling me I have like, I have like 10 months to do all this stuff. It's yeah. too much. So like we try to like gradually give them like information. Listen, I'm just curious. And I just thought of this now. Have you noticed anything with COVID with people's behavioral patterns and yes. in relation to, you know, climate and sustainability? Yes. Uh, one of the hardest things we've had to deal with is like, because we go into people's homes a lot, uh, is people's r openness to having a stranger in the house is, 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 is definitely harder They're now. more nervous? Or yeah, people are more nervous. Even though like we now live with covid uh, people are still a little more nervous. I think COVID definitely was a terrifying experience for yeah. everyone. Yeah. And so people are a little more anxious around like a consultation in their home, for example. It's like, well, can we do it virtually? Sure, but I can't really see your house virtually. So it would be nice yeah. if I could come there. So I think there's a little more anxiety. So it's just getting people to like, like break that barrier and let them know we can offer different options. People can wear masks. If you're not feeling well, we won't come right. in. If we're not feeling well, we won't come in. We do a check-in call the day before. We text you on our way. We offer all these things to just make people a little more, um, like, you know, less less anxious when we show yeah. up. 
Exactly. Yeah. What is next for you, for your for your company? What projects do you have on the horizon? I mean, I I think Thinkwell Shift is is a, such an exciting organization. We're a small company and we are growing and I think we really just want to continue to do what we do but across the country because right mm-hmm. now we're very Nova Scotia focused because we are a small company. We have less than 25 staff. And so I think as as we grow and like the name becomes more popular. We're hoping to put it across the country and just share what we know in places like Alberta and BC and also collaborate with different organizations across the country that are doing similar things. I think that is the number one thing is just we want to be Canada-wide. Yeah, and, and that totally support that that idea. And I know that you guys have a blog as well and a podcast that you, mm-hmm. that you, do, you do with children. And uh, we'll put that link up uh, so people can check out the the podcast, and which is really fun fun to listen to. It's with with kids, so we'll yeah, definitely give that a plug. Um, Ruby, thank you so much for joining me today. It really is um, the little things that add up. It's so mm-hmm. important for us all to do. And uh, wishing you guys all the best as you spread the word across Canada. And I'm gonna help as much as I can in my own little way as well. So thank you so much, Maria. This was fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Change through choice. It's in all of us to do this. Take shorter showers. Do what we can. Flip off the light switches when we're not in the room. That kind of thing. It's all on the path uh, to climate change and to being sustainable. I want to thank Ruby for joining me today. And join me next time. And remember to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends and family or colleagues, what have you. I'm Maria McGowan with Reimagined Energy. Thanks for joining me today.